Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan and I wanted to talk to you today about what minimalist homeschooling is not. This will be a pretty short discussion today, but I feel like we just have to go over some of the basic tenets because I think it's easy to confuse minimalist homeschooling with some other homeschooling philosophies that are out there. So first and foremost, minimalist homeschooling is about how you choose what comes into your homeschool. It is not about what you use, what you teach, when you teach it, how you teach it. It's more about being intentional and how you design your homeschool. And so if you've read the book Minimalist Homeschooling or if you've done the Minimalist Homeschooling Masterclass, you know that what I started with was a process, a process that I use to design my homeschool, to have a really intentional education for each of my children. But the word minimalism or minimalist can easily be confused for this kind of idea of skating by, doing as little as possible, keeping it basic. And so I do not want minimalist homeschooling to be confused with some of these other ideas. Not that I have a problem with basic homeschooling or relaxed homeschooling or unschooling or these sorts of things, but minimalist homeschooling is distinct and it is different. So first of all, minimalist homeschooling is not a prescribed schedule or curriculum. On my blog, one of the most popular posts continues to be how to combine Charlotte Mason and classical conversations in a simple way. This was a way that I could provide an example of how to apply minimalism to a homeschool, regardless of which philosophy you use. And the post is intended to illustrate exactly how minimalist principles can be applied to any homeschool. But ultimately, that schedule, that prescription is not the way to minimally homeschool, right? There's no set schedule. There's no prescribed curriculum. Minimalist homeschooling is not just about combining Charlotte Mason and classical, nor is minimalist homeschooling about only doing reading, writing, or math. So that's the other confusion we get is that a lot of people want to call minimalist homeschooling the three R's. And there is a homeschooling philosophy centered around that. Robinson curriculum is the one that I know the most about, but that in and of itself is not minimalist homeschooling. Rather, you can apply the minimalist homeschooling process and mindset to any curriculum or to any philosophy. It's a way to simplify and focus and remove the extra regardless of which philosophy you're using and regardless of which curriculum you're using. So minimalist homeschooling is about identifying a select number of most valuable things right now and making those happen in an intentional and excellent way. 
If those most important things for you are reading, writing, and math, then great. Those would be it, and you would be pretty synonymous with this idea of basic homeschooling. But not everyone who's a minimalist homeschooler is going to be a basic homeschooler. Does that make sense? So you decide what the most important things are, and you decide how do you schedule being awesome at the most important things instead of trying to be it all right? And so I'm not going to go into a lot of scheduling today about how exactly we do that. I'll save that for a future podcast. But for now, I want to drive home this idea that there is no set schedule when you're a minimalist homeschooler and there is no prescribed curriculum. Okay, so minimalist homeschooling is not relaxed homeschooling, although there are a lot of similarities. So if you're looking for a synonym for minimalist homeschooling, though, instead of relaxed homeschooling, I would call it intentional homeschooling. Here's why. Minimalist homeschooling and minimalist homeschoolers tend to spend a lot of time and thought and self-reflection in the front end process of their homeschool before even one book is purchased or opened. So relaxed homeschooling has more of a come what may feel to it and a sense that everyone is chilling. There's a lot of child-led homeschooling. There's a lot of changing your schedule from day to day, doing their thing as it comes along. And while minimalist homeschooling does advocate tons of free time to pursue interests and to work independently, that's a byproduct of being very intentional about doing a few select most important, most loved, most needed things really well and efficiently. So again, minimalist homeschooling is a lot more like intentional homeschooling than relaxed homeschooling. So we're filling an education with what is most needed and loved, and we're rocking those things, getting rid of the extra. So this next one might surprise you guys, but I have to say it. Minimalist homeschooling is not necessarily mean you are minimalist and you are a homeschooler. There are people who are minimalist in their homes, but still hoard in their homeschools. They may hoard the facts. They may hoard the curricula. They may hoard the subjects, the activities, the lessons, the books. They may hoard this concept of what everybody else is doing. They may hoard in their concept of maybe it's not enough and just in case, and they might need it, right? These are not minimalist homeschoolers, no matter how sparse their space is in every other respect. They are minimalists who happen to homeschool. Conversely, there are people who have a minimalist approach to the homeschool, but they may live in a large home filled with extra. These are minimalist homeschoolers, although they're not minimalists in the rest of their lives. So in short, minimalist homeschooling means that you apply minimalist principles specifically to your homeschool, and you may or may not also apply those principles to your home. And I also want to add in here that everybody is at a different part of this journey. Everybody has a different sort of personal relationship with minimalism. So I'm not going to be real dogmatic here about exactly how many books you should own, about exactly how many hours you should be spending, about exactly how elaborate your lesson plan should be. I'm going to consistently and constantly offer suggestions for keeping things simple and for not overcomplicating and not overcluttering. But there are no dogmatic rules here. So regardless of your personal relationship with minimalism, maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're an old hat and sort of an expert and a pro at being minimalist in your space and in your belongings. 
it doesn't much matter in this forum because we're all somewhere on that journey and you never really arrive right? It's something I think being minimalist in your mindset, especially in the culture that we live in, it's something that you need constant support for. And it's something that you need constant encouragement and insight to keep progressing. I know I do. So oftentimes minimalism in one area will inspire minimalism in other areas. So for example, somebody may start becoming more minimalist in their home and then be inspired to apply it to their homeschool or vice versa. I've heard tons of people say that they started with minimalist homeschooling and it then went on to impact the rest of their life and their home. So the other sort of myth that I want to bust here today is that minimalist homeschooling is not about leaving gaps in anyone's education. It is not inherently focusing on a few specific things to the detriment or at the expense of everything else. And I'm gonna explain why now. So here's how minimalist homeschooling goes. When you realize that your child needs to know more about something, than they currently do, and you think that now is the time that they need it, then you do it. Seriously, it's that simple. If you sense a neglect in an important area, then at that time, you shift your focus to remedy that weakness until you're satisfied that it won't prevent your child from reaching their potential. And the problem is solved. There's no more gap. Do you follow? Your children will only have gaps in their education if you choose for them to have a gap in their education. The confusion comes from an emphasis that minimalist homeschooling has on prioritizing. So minimalist homeschoolers focus on the most needed and the most loved subjects and activities for a specific period of time. However, keep in mind that when we're homeschooling, whether you're a minimalist homeschooler or not, you are changing and revisiting your priorities and what you include in your homeschool with every new season. Maybe you do it with every new school year. Maybe you're doing it every quarter or every semester, or maybe you fly by the seat of your pants and you're constantly changing things around. But changing our focus focus in accordance with the child's changing needs and changing loves and changing interests and any other factors that you have going on in your family dynamic means that you're never bound to the same subjects for longer than you need to be or want to be. Does that make sense? So when we focus on a few select things and we do those really well, once we have accomplished the goals that we have for those subjects, then we switch. So focusing on certain things allows us to then focus on more things in the future. So let me use an example of, from myself to drive home this point that gaps are not something that I want us to be worried about and gaps are not something unique or inherent to minimalist homeschooling per se. So I never learned to play any instruments growing up. I don't remember hardly any history I ever learned (laughs) all the way through my schooling. I don't remember famous literature I read very well, although I know I read Dostoevsky and other classics. I don't remember them well. So do I have gaps in knowledge? Absolutely. I will be the first to admit that I have gaps in knowledge. I can tell you a boatload about neuroanatomy, neurophysiology. I probably wouldn't even be that great though at helping with biochemistry homework. Why? Because I know specific things that I have devoted my life to learning and I don't know other things. Be there because they didn't stick with me because I didn't enjoy them or I never had a need to know them. 
So in my mind, gaps in knowledge are an unavoidable human condition, right? You don't know it all, I don't know it all, and our children could not possibly ever know it all. So my bigger point here is, in homeschooling in general, there are no gaps unless you choose to completely omit something for the entire length of your child's education. And that's your choice. But within minimalist homeschooling, we are not prioritizing at the expense of everything else. Instead, we're shifting our focus more regularly so that we can hit all the things. Instead of multitasking so much, instead we're narrowing it down and we're focusing a little bit more. But ultimately, there are no more gaps with minimalist homeschooling than there would be in any other type of homeschooling or any other type of education in the world. All right, the next point I want to make is that minimalist homeschooling is not all about group lessons. It's not all about individual lessons. It's not all about independent learning or self-directed learning or unschooling. So I have written a couple of blog posts about how I happen to get our most important things done, right? Because I have four children. Right now they're ages four through 12. So I have preschool through seventh grade going on. And we have always homeschooled. So I have homeschooled through infants and pregnancies and all the way through. And so a lot of times people ask, how do I do it? How do I manage the four children? And so I offer insight into how I do things. We tend to sit at the table together for table time and each child works on their specific and separate most important things during that time. This does not mean that you have to do your most important things at table time. Your most important things may not revolve around a table at all. Your most important things may be done as a group with all of your kids together. Your kids' most important things may be completely self-directed. Minimalist homeschooling is not mean that everything must be group study. And my example certainly does not mean you should scrap a minimalist homeschooling mindset just because your family dynamic would not survive table time. I would hate for anyone to look at that blog post or listen to this podcast and say, oh, well, if she's suggesting we all have to sit down at the table for a couple hours and independently work and get all of our stuff done, that is going to totally explode and I can't do that. I would never want someone to think that that is minimalist homeschooling, right? So it goes back to the first thing I said. I will not prescribe a curriculum. I will not prescribe a schedule, but I will constantly and consistently advocate for keeping things focused and keeping things simple. And I will offer a ton of tips about how you might be able to do that. Okay. Minimalist homeschooling gives everyone permission to do what they do best So minimalist homeschooling also is not just about what you need. And this is where I think minimalism in general gets a really bad rap. So minimalism and minimalist homeschooling is about what you need and what you love. And the second part is really important in minimalist homeschooling, especially because what our children love is indicative of their strengths and their talents. And those traits are unique to them. And that is what is going to enable them to leave their mark in the world. What is loved is at least as important, if not more important, as what is needed in a homeschool. It's important to me that the loved things not be lost in pursuit of excellence or preparedness or simplifying. Okay, next, minimalist homeschooling will not require a complete overhaul of whatever you are already doing. I am not going to come to you in every episode and suggest that you throw everything that you're already doing out the window. 
you may really like a lot or some of the things you currently do in your homeschool, you may just dislike the busyness or the stress or the pressure or the doubt or the overwhelm. Minimalist homeschooling does not require you to throw everything out the window and start over. Instead, there's sort of a baby steps that you can take to move toward a more minimalist homeschool. Or if you're all in for the major overhaul, the steps for a major overhaul from top to bottom once and for all are in the book, Minimalist Homeschooling. They're in the Minimalist Homeschooling Masterclass. And if you want to work together with other people on that mission, then please look at the Simple as a New Smart membership. But in the meantime, you can make steady progress towards a minimalist homeschool, often using the things you already have. So the beauty of homeschooling is that you have the freedom to tweak your homeschool as you go along. Minimalist homeschooling is what will offer a framework so that you can do really effective tweaking towards simplifying. Next, minimalist homeschooling is not about doing the bare minimum or doing nothing at all. So this is where there's a lot of confusion in minimalism. Minimalism is not about having as little as possible. There are people on that extreme end, but at its core, it's not about deprivation to the point that you can't stand your life. It's not about making your life unenjoyable. It's not about making your life boring. It's not about despising your wardrobe because you feel like you have nothing to wear or sustaining yourself on bread and water. Minimalism is about having just enough of what you truly need and love. And minimalist homeschooling is also not about deprivation. It's not about feeling like your homeschool is non-existent. It's not about making your homeschool so simple that it's unenjoyable or it's bland or it's basic. It's about having enough of what is truly needed, truly loved, truly valuable in your supplies, your subjects, and your schedule. It's about trusting and enjoying a little bit of empty space. Minimalist homeschooling is about making your life actually feel richer and more abundant, even though you have simplified and you are doing less. And a lot of people hear minimalism and they think I could never do that because I have too much stuff. It's daunting for me to purge down to the level where I would consider myself minimalist. They feel a little bit like a fraud if they still have a toy room filled with toys. That's not what we're about here. Everybody is going to be comfortable with different levels of stuff. Everybody is going to feel comfortable at different levels of busyness. Everybody is going to feel comfortable with different curricula, with different schedules, etc., etc. This is about getting us each to a point where we are most comfortable. So what I want you to remember about minimalist homeschooling when we're talking about what it's not is I want you to remember that minimalist homeschooling was designed by a former overwhelmed homeschooler. Therefore, it's designed for homeschoolers who are looking to achieve goals while simplifying, no matter where you are on that journey towards living a simple life already. I don't like dogmatic rules or one size fits all solutions. So although the goal is always learning in our homeschools, the additional benefits of minimalist homeschooling are more confidence, more clarity, more focus, and less stress. And our children benefit from a less stressful parent, and they also benefit from having the open space, and they benefit from having the time and the energy and the attention to dive into what you have chosen that's valuable and do it really well. 
So I'm sure that there are other sort of misperceptions and myths out there about minimalist homeschooling. I may have to do another episode in the future on this, but for now, I think that's a really great overview of what minimalist homeschooling is not so that you can understand a little bit better about what minimalist homeschooling is. And until I see you in the next episode, I'm wishing you all the simple things. Have a great one, guys. Bye-bye. If you'd like to help the Simple as a New Smart podcast be visible and easily found by other homeschoolers looking for simple, I hope that you will leave a great review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much.